0: And the mouse keep running, 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 Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. I'm Jim, and I'll be joined by Jason in just a little bit to talk a little Captain America. And even before that, I'll be talking a little breaking news. But before we do that, please go over to Twitter at WSMarvel Comics, Follow us. We'll follow you back. Then go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com to see reviews of a bunch of books that came out This week and each and every week when you go over to that. Then, if you would, go to our Patreon to help us out for all the things we do on this feed. The X-Men show, this show, and also the Star Wars show. But that is Patreon.com slash Weird Science where you can get a ton of shows. You end up getting Marvel, DC, Indie, Manga. All of that you can pick and choose. Pick a level that's right for you. One of the big things that we do exclusive on the Patreon is each week. Two books are picked by the highest levels of the Patreon. Those are the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. And on a poll, they end up picking two books that they have us talk about in our Patreon-only spotlight episode. Each Thursday night, me and Jason end up talking about those two books. And the only place you can listen to them will be if you join up on the Patreon and this week it looks like we're going to have Midnight Suns number one and Edge of Spider Verse number three on that deal. Now, if you are listening and you are a badass, and then you say, "But wait, Jim, Amazing Spider Man number nine ended up beating out Spider Verse." That might be true, but I'm going to have to make a executive decision because normally I talk with Jason about Amazing Spider Man, but unfortunately, it's a Tie into the Hellfire Gala, you know, that's real timely, but it's something that I'm not going to be involved with. And so, with that, I had to make an executive decision and push that off because Jason and Ruben are going to be talking about that at the beginning of next week. And we're going to have Edge of Spider Verse on there. Now, with all that said and done, I felt bad about that. So, again, if you are Listening and you're a badass or anybody, you know, whatever on the Patreon. I'm actually going to talk with Jason and ruben probably not knowing what the hell's going on, but when they talk about it next week, I will be joining them. The three of us will talk about that amazing Spider-Man number nine on the Weird Dose of X show. So I will make my long-awaited debut on the Weird Dose of X. I mean, everybody's waiting for that, right? With bated breath, but it'll be my return somewhat in a weird way to the Xbox not going to last. though. I'll tell you that. Or maybe it will. So we'll see how that is going down. But that's just a little bit of an aside, a little bit of the news. But speaking of news, we're going to go off right now. We're going to end up, we have breaking news about Miles Morales. So I'll talk about that after me and Jason are done talking about the old Captain America. I'll be back to wish everybody a good night, but I'll talk to you then. The Woo News! The news. Hey, everybody. We're going to start things off with some news because there was breaking news. Oh, my. I just want to use the sound effect. As I said, breaking news. And when we get to this, I just want to breaking news. This is it. You like the Miles Morales does you? Well, there's going to be a new Miles Morales series coming out in December with a new number one really with a new creative team as well. And that creative team involves writer Cody Ziegler. He's oh my goodness gracious. I'm not a fan. I know there'll be people who say, Oh man, I'm a big fan. I love that Spider Punk. I don't. And they're like, Oh man, that What If Miles Morales? That was cool. No, it wasn't. Now, you may think it is. I don't want to tell people that they're wrong, but if you think that you're wrong, also he's done a bunch of little things, little short stories that have been in different books featuring Miles. If you didn't think that Cody Ziggler was going to be writing Miles eventually, you weren't paying attention. I said on this podcast about two months ago that he will eventually be writing the main solo book of Miles Morales. I was right. Once again, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Kiss my oh, my. Why do I have to kiss grits? I was right. But in this, though, it worries me. And again, if you're a fan of Cody Ziegler, I just want to ask you how you could think that in the beyond books sending it sandwiches and talking goldfish had anything to do with anything. And really, it lessened that story. It lessened the Beyond Corporation. It so much in one scene. It did so much damage for me because they became a joke because they were then written by a joke. And he is a little jokey is what I mean. And he does try to, you know, use a sense of humor. You see some of these credits and they tell me, oh, my God, he's in the Rick and Morty. I don't know. I went to the IMDb to look, and I couldn't really see his name in anything, so I'm not so sure what he's done, and really, I don't care, because it's not Rick and Morty, it's comics, and I'm going to go by that. I mean, you could end up where Paul McCartney, uh, Sir Paul McCartney, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, probably can't write a lick of a comic book. And, and doesn't even try <laughs> the deal. But if he did, I'm not going to say, oh, my God, Paul McCartney. I'm going to be like, yeah, that, that book sucked. Hey, Paul, go back and get wings together and do Band on the Run Part 2. Is what I, I wouldn't tell him that because I love Paul McCartney. But in this, though, I just don't get it. I don't get why this guy keeps getting. Now, Spider-Punk did sell, but people who said to me, oh, my God, and I saw a tweet today. Man, I love this Spider-Punk because it's really gotten me into punk music. I'm like, really? That book did? Because everything I see referenced is usually early to mid-80s hip-hop, which I love. That's you know my jam there. I see that more than punk and the punk just then going through an issue and then at the end having everybody yell, hey-ho, let's go. Hey, punk. You can't just throw out a line or a title and then go, see, punk. That book stunk. It is. It's spider stunk is what it should have been called. Trademark. is what I want to have on that. So with all of that too. And, and again, I could go on and on about that. What if Miles Morales book? But the big thing that people will think about is that Asgard issue. He wasn't writing that though. It was part of the whole garbage fire of that book too. Nonsense. Plus write some of the cringiest dialogue I have ever read in my entire life. But. Here's the news. After that rant and rape, Miles Morales Spider-Man is getting a new creative team, Cody Ziegler and Federico Vicentini, who I do like, will be relaunching Miles Morales Spider-Man in December with a new number one. Ziegler takes over after Salonina Med revealed in July that he's departing the series. I am a Miles fan. I'm a newer Miles fan, but still a fan. And I liked Salonina Med's run at the beginning a lot. Then it started getting a little boring to me it just wasn't a must read anymore. And I've even seen some people commenting on this, some bigger fans of Miles than even I am. And they said, and I agree, that Saladin Ahmed did some pretty solid things and some big things to push the character forward. But overall, the run wasn't the greatest. So I'll go with that. And I think overall, he could still be proud of the things that he did. So hopefully, Cody Ziggler. We'll reference that stuff and have it going. But this is where you get this quote. And he was talking to The Root. I don't know if that's a website, some random tree in a park, or some guy that might sell weed. I don't know. It's The Root. Somebody can tell me. Sure, it's a website. But Cody Ziegler went there to announce that this book was coming out, that he was going to be writing it, and then had a bit of an interview where he had a quote here. And this is the quote that I grabbed just to kind of show you. The surface level deal. Now, again, this is Cody Ziegler. This isn't Grant Morrison. This isn't, you know, even say a Donnie Cates or Jason Aaron. And even if you don't like them, you would know, okay, they know comics, obviously. They know what they're doing whatnot. Cody Ziegler being known for more, I I guess, you know, that night. Yeah, I think he's part of the She-Hulk team too. So he's known more for the TV, cartoons, things like that. So you want to know. Does he get the character? Does he know the character? And he's written a couple things with him. So I'm looking at this little quote. Now, a lot of times the quotes are safe lip service. They just ask, you know, prearranged questions. And you'll say stuff like, oh, I always loved Miles Morales. He was my favorite character. You might slip up like I'd be there like a dummy. He's been my favorite character since 1991. (laughs) And I'm done. Like Stuff like that. Oh, my God, I remember reading him in the nines, is what I'd say. And I'd mess it up. But you're looking, and again, you're not going to get much, but you can end up gleaning things from these quotes, maybe, of what you might get, what you might not get. But an overall feel. You want to feel at the end of these that at least they like the character and they know them. So you end up where they say, hey, what's the series going to be about? What are you going to focus on? And what he says, and it's so weird because usually when you're asked this and you're going to start out by mentioning, okay, he usually does or has done this, this, this and this, but I'm going to actually do something new. And, it, and that's what he does. But instead of giving a lot of examples, he goes so generic that it feels like he doesn't even know what Miles has done. He says, he's done super cool, moldable dimensions. Now, in my mind, just said, that's it. That's what he says he's done. And then says, but let's just take him down to the street level guy. But he has been that. And then says, and also give him a new mentor. Now, in my mind recently, who's been his mentor? Because I think that Cody Ziggler's going full out maybe the movies. And he then says, because when he says, and also give him a new mentor. I think that he thinks now he's got to defend that choice by, you know, calming down the Peter Parker fans. But I don't think any Peter Parker fans going, Oh my God, a new mentor. Well, what about Peter? You're not going to end up pissing anybody off if you have a Miles Morales book that Peter never shows up in. He doesn't show up that much since 2018. Miles has matured. Miles has progressed to a point. He doesn't really need a mentor. And the idea of being street level, he is Spider-Man's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Miles is just the same. He's just in a different neighborhood. But he isn't like Cody Ziggler thinks that that's all he does is go to, as he said, super cool, multiple dimensions. Now, in that, you don't even mention that this kid ends up coming from the ultimate universe, comes into the 616 and really had an uphill battle, even and I'm talking just with comic fans being able to separate himself from a Peter Parker, being able to have it proven that he is his own character. Now, that happened in the Ultimate Universe. You end up having him introduced and by Brian Michael Bendis, his creator, and people did love him. People ended up, even people that didn't like him began to like him. And then he comes to 616, which might have been the biggest mistake, that whole ultimate deal and that coming to the 616. And again, that's for a different discussion or argument. But in that he still ended up being on the champions. He ends up going, he's past in my mind, it might be me, he's past the the deal that he needs a mentor. But again, it seems like in this little quote, and again, I might be putting a lot into this quote, it's just what we got, and I'm just commenting on it. But it really does feel like Cody Ziggler thinks Miles just goes around in the <laughs> super cool multiple dimensions. I just like that he can't even say, you know, the right thing. And then He hasn't done anything and he's been mentored by Peter this whole time. So he's going to give him street level stuff. And he says he's going to have a black mentor. He wanted to bring him a black mentor. That's fine. Again, the red flag to me is mentor. It's not any sort of color or anything else but that, because I think that you're now like MC Scat Cat. Miles wants to take two steps forward, but you're giving him two steps back. I think that this is a, a misplay. And so then he says, I really wanted to pair him up with a black street level character. That's the story that I want to tell because I'm a big fan of apprenticeship and the mentorship. Cody Ziegler, when he writes Miles, he really does not street level. He wants to make Miles street. And he really, really goes over the top to do that and things. He ends up the dialogue is so cringy and he really wants Miles to really like play it up. But what Miles feels like is a wannabe when he does that. And that's just me. But when Cody Ziegler writes it, he seems phony. He seems like he's putting on. This other persona, I I just hope that maybe this mentorship actually is him saying that he needs somebody to mentor him because he does, because he's not very good. He's not very good at all. Storytelling, pacing. I mean, what else can he get wrong? I think that he gets them all wrong. And what we're doing again, what we have been doing in a lot of the big two comics, we are reading somebody Learning on the job. And that's kind of bullshit. That is. And I don't like to curse on this podcast. I really do, (laughs) but I just let it slip because that is BS. We're paying and people, fans of a character, are dealing with this while the person is learning on the job. That's nonsense. So maybe I'm wrong and hopefully I am wrong. And when it comes out and we do it, I'll be the first to admit I am wrong because I really do want to have a Miles book that I love. So maybe this will be the one. Maybe this is where cody ziggler gains my faith prove me wrong cody is what i'm saying to him right now with all that that is the news i i said did i tell you it was breaking news because it is uh, break it right over my knee. But with that, we're going to go off. Me and Jason are going to talk about Captain America. All right. Now I am here with my man, Jason. What up,
1: Jason? Hello, Jim. Fine, fine day again, as always, as usual. As the humidity down in, in your it's, neck of the it's woods. It's better. The humidity is down, which means my macarons are rising and they're they're forming their feet correctly, which is very important to the world of there macarons. There you go. And
0: if people haven't listened to the Death Note podcast, this is a weird reference, but <laughs> you, uh, you you are doing macarons for your camping trip.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm making some fancy pastries that I will be trading for enormous amounts of food and beer all weekend. So if, I, mo- if, if, I, if I sound a little hungover on the early recordings next week,
0: yeah. th- there's a reason. And so it's a barter system they go with when you go camping. I just like to think of people then by the end where there's nothing left to trade for most things. It becomes just bare knuckle brawl. It's
1: like Lord of the Flies, but with several hundred kegs of home brewed beer and mead and cider. So, you know, much, much better. So Lord
0: of the Rings then, is what you get. <laughs> and a lot of drinking in those books. But uh,
1: maybe maybe some pipeweed here and there. I, you know, whatever. I don't judge. Not my thing.
0: Hey, you're not a judgmental guy. We're going to go into this book, and we're going to be talking to Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number four. And because of your scheduling and macaron cooking, this will be me and your only book this week. I will end up after this. I'll go through a couple of the other books uh, by myself, me, myself, and I, my three least favorite people, as I say. But this is the big focus for me and you. And again, I said it's Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, number four, written by... Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, art by Carmen Carnero, and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, colors by Nolan Woodard. And after defending a power plant from the shadowy organization he was tracking, did he defend it or did he blow it up?
1: <laughs> the experimental power plant that was powering half of Europe. Uh yeah. Little column A, little column B, maybe. Not so
0: green, but green, but more red because it's lava base. And then got swallowed by the volcano. I'm you, so I'm sure it's fine. Me and you have no idea what was going on with this power plant. It's
1: not going to help those energy prices in Germany. (laughs) I'm just saying Things right now in Europe are at an all-time low. We we thought it was about Russia. No, no. It's about this volcano swallowing up their power plant.
0: And uh, I love Steve. He's just like, I'm just taking a shower and forgetting all that stuff. (laughs) I don't even care. I'd love in the background would be the hilarious thing in the background. There are news reports of just riots going on (laughs) in Europe. And he's like, Eh, whatever, (laughs) whatever. Captain America discovered the lab where the shield had been made along with a surprising message. In an act, I wish that said massage, in an act of rebellion, the shield's creator emblazoned it with the symbol of the outer circle, hoping that Steve would use it to drag the elusive group into the light. Now viewing Steve as a threat to their control of the 21st century, the outer circle attempted to kill him. He managed to escape, but unbeknownst to him, the outer circle's assassin followed him to New York. Meanwhile, Bucky attempted to convince Peggy Carter that she's an important pawn in the Outer Circle's game, and he suspects he is too. But she didn't take the accusation well, and Bucky was left with more questions than answers, probably a headache and a concussion about her involvement in the Outer Circle. And I love this idea. They say it here, and it makes a little more sense maybe when Bucky gets involved. But the idea, hey, I gave you that shield, you know, with a couple rings and a star in there, that was my warning to you. To go and bring these people out into the light. Did you figure out
1: my puzzle? Yeah, it, okay. I'm like, really? The star and the stripes? No, not yeah, really. Yeah, you know. <laughs> a star. <laughs> like,
0: really? That's what you did? Maybe he thought Steve was smarter than he is. I'm not sure. Maybe, again, it's one of those where you squint real hard, and it's like it's in, you know, the mall, and you're like a sailboat. I see it now. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. But And the deal, I don't mind this idea of, Oh, the outer circle. Then Bucky gets in and says, "The star of the five-point set." That's okay. That's them trying to retroactively be clever in it, but to actually say this guy sets it up to, "Hey, I wanted to tell Cap that." That's a little obscure. I mean, Cap doesn't just go around and see things like, "Oh my God, I wonder if that means." Oh my God, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, that means this. Oh my God, every time it's sports with me, but still. The idea of these hidden messages is fine,
1: but... They they want it to be a little more like that old Nicolas Cage movie. What was that called again? National Treasure. Make it have that, oh, on the back of the shield, I turn it over and, oh, there's a... Blow the dust away. Oh, there's there's something here. You know, that might work better. It says, Steve, watch out for the outer circle. Have the message just be one star with three rings around it. If the whole story is based around that, every time you read that, you go, eh, does that work? No.
0: It doesn't really work. And the weird play of it, they're trying to do it. I'll give them credit. They're trying to do something. And with that, like, national treasure, those things, when it does work, Da Vinci Code, when it works, it's because... It's something you've always seen, but they cleverly show you that it actually meant something and it makes sense where you're like, oh my God, I could have seen this before. You,
1: you start with a thing like the constitution, which has so many words in it. There could be something hidden in there. The shield is so, so simple. The concept yes. doesn't really work.
0: Also, remember the idea with national treasure works as well, because it's something that you haven't had with you every single day of your life. <laughs> Like, you end up needing to get to that. The only people who can do that are the president. We're going to have to kidnap the president. There are things involved that are really neat and fun. This is just, hey, by the way, that shield, yeah, with the rings and the thing. And then when you have this, and I know that you're going to like this more than me, but when you go around, and we've had this already, like, what mm-hmm. does the shield mean to you? What does this do this? And, and this one, there is a little twist by the end, but still, the idea where I said right away, who the hell cares now? They ended up where it seemed to be, oh, man, you were working for them all along. Oh, my God, it's this again. Oh, man, I was using their symbol. It's less of that now. And I don't mind. It's more of a warning now to try to stop them. And it all comes down to, again, in this where Steve's going to walk around and start to ask people, what what does this mean? What do I mean to you? What do this? But the twist at the end is okay, but it does not end up in my mind for giving an issue that is the same old same old and boring as crap to me where he's doing nothing
1: i thought the twist helped some i thought it was a, a quite bad issue until the twist and the twist made me say okay there's something to the twist to it. was
0: okay until yeah. what happens then too quickly from the twist but that's another point that, too oh, that's oh, right so
1: yeah. you you see at, at the end we, we he's been we found out at the end of the last issue that the redacted is here kind of hidden kind of like a predator right And he's following around. And if you look through the art, some of these I noticed the first time through. Sometimes I had to go back and find them. When he's eating the eggs and you can see him behind there. there. Yeah, You you see him again. I I expected to see him when he was with Amari. I don't see him in that scene, but he must be there. You see him reflected in the shield at the art class. You see him in the window at the bar.
0: And did you see see that one when he was eating the eggs while you were eating it? Did you see him in the background there? I I, didn't. I actually didn't. So it ended up art-wise, almost what I was saying. To me, that ended up being a little bit more clever. For some reason, I'm just reading the things Mm -hmm. I'm looking at. I'm like, what is he dipping into those eggs? That's what I was doing, (laughs) right? So that almost plays that game of.
1: Yeah, that one I noticed. the, The others I didn't notice until I went back.
0: But that's the fun of it. That's the idea, like we said, National Treasure, Da Vinci Code, in an art kind of way, in a surface level deal
1: of. Oh my God, now I see that. I didn't see that, but I I do always I always love an issue where at the end there's a twist that makes you want to go back right away yeah. and read through it and see, oh yeah, it does that does work. That does make sense. Recontextualizes it.
0: I see dead people. <laughs> That's instance. the coolest thing. Then you, you get to watch it one more time and then you never watch it again because you don't need to there. Uh but yeah, so he goes to Bucky because he's wondering about this, what's going on. No worries about Europe and their power problem right now. But he goes, and I like the scene with Bucky. I like what's going on here, even though they're just
1: in a room they and doing really nothing. They never motivated why Bucky didn't come to him in the first place, right? We get, the, we get the come back and back together, but we don't know why why Bucky hid this ever. And
0: that's my problem. When we get to this issue you do seem to see Lansing and Kelly trying to push the story forward, but there's a lot of things that okay, this doesn't really make sense. But
1: but Bucky tries. It's supposed to be this this heart rending moment. This oh oh, they're bad, they're buddies again. But it it's kind of unearned because we didn't know why they why they were ever separate.
0: And almost playing the idea this is more Winter. I thought it was more Winter Soldier stuff, or I thought. But then again, he has this big board with the symbol on there. You should go to Steve.
1: Yeah. I mean, mean, the idea is that they have these five assassins. I guess they they, they change them out. Like, I don't think it's only five all through time, but like, he thinks that he was one of them, at least for part of his whole mind-controlled Winter Soldier thing, because in that first issue, somebody called him the Great Century Weapon. But then those these kind of endless scenes of Steve going around, oh, what does America mean to you? And these people say these kind of trite things, but at the end, it turns out that Steve was showing all these things to the redacted guy who he knew was following him so i thought that made okay instead of just steve having dumb conversations he's kind of trying to help you know make make this other guy hero.
0: my favorite is because it starts with bucky where and you do see i saw another in the stairwell you see the redacted he's following him up listening in probably has his ear to the door listening in and when you have this whole deal it starts to be about yeah, you know, I kind of was used. I was this, you know, super soldier deal, but I ended up doing my deal. I did my duty, and I did what was right. All that stuff going. I love when he says to Bucky when they're leaving. He's like, you know what, Bucky? You could tell me anything. We've been best friends for eighty years. I want to, Bucky. Like, well, what about when I was dead and winter? So <laughs> yeah. Stop it, buddy. Like, we don't need to go into that.
1: Wasn't Steve, for depending on your sliding timeline, he was now frozen for like 65 of those years, give or take? Me and you get frozen now. We're still friends when we come out. That's <laughs> it, it actually Aww. makes it
0: so we can fight. Uh, but with that, too, if you read this again, again, here's another twist that you can go back and say, huh, I think that that's... Uh, Steve, in my mind, throughout all this, is pushing every conversation the way he wants. He's actually controlling like Oh, so tell me about this. And then if you go that way, I'm like, "Ooh, he's evil. Though I do like when they hug and they're there, the cat's there. But then we go back to his little friend who he's taught to box. And this was another thing that it felt yeah, weird. Yeah,
1: conversation, it almost feels like placeholder dialogue. Like, if we want to have this moment here. We're not quite sure what we're going to have. I'm saying just write some stuff from now. We'll, we'll fix it later. And they never got back to fix it. Because he talks about how, oh, so Amari is like too hyped up to use this new haymaker punch that he got taught, which okay, that's fine, this is a class, I think to say, but Caps says is violence isn't a tool, but then he says you, you but when violence comes, you gotta use your- violence so that makes it a tool, and it it just doesn't work.
0: I'm telling you, Amari's like, what the hell are you talking about, and Steve's like, "Be quiet, I'm talking to this invisible guy over here, really." I'm not telling you anything because you said we don't see him, but I'm assuming he's there. But the weird play in this, I swear this is retroactively trying to fix the idea because some people, I said it on the podcast, he's teaching this kid just to beat the crap out of people and just leaving it at that. He's like, you just train This kid ended up training all summer to go and beat the crap out of people when he went back. And just
1: this one punch, the one haymaker just, you know, give it all in one shot and hope it works kind of punch. That's all he taught him.
0: He's like, I'm going to go like. Hey, and it just so happens that he's going to walk him to school this first day. Hey, you ready for first school, first day of school? Yeah, I'm going to knock yeah. the block
1: off of everybody. <laughs> I'm going to knock so many teeth Steve out. Steve has be so made of a little psychopath here, and it's weird because... <laughs> it's it's like when Bobby Hill learned to kick people in the nuts. Exactly. He's That's just going to do is. it all the time. Yeah, It is, because with all this, <laughs> That's it's the purse. same.
0: This kid was by himself, and you know that every hit of that bag was all these bullies. Here, take that, Johnny. Take that, Timmy. And he's just boom, boom, boom. After three months, Steve goes, oh, wait a minute. You can't really do that, but you still can do this. And it gets all convoluted in the deal where I think this kid's head is spinning. He's just going to go and everybody's done. He's going to beat up everybody.
1: Caps are going to get called into the conference because his mom says, this guy, this this adult elderly soldier man taught my son <laughs> to beat people I just, up. like,
0: yeah, the idea too is like, Hey, uh Steve, can you welcome to school? Yeah, well, first let me put a blanket over my shield so I don't look conspicuous. Somebody's gonna look at him and goes, We got a ninja turtle in the house. <laughs> I mean, they're yelling like, what's going on here? Cowabunga, dude, get me some like, pizza. Holy crap, look at him with that. What that actually points more things out by by like, what is he doing? Like what is that what is that? A sled under there? Very odd. Deboggeting, yeah. I swear that maybe why have that? It's so weird. I know you want to have the shield with you, but no. And I think that maybe that might have retroactively been like, no, oh, we got to color that up because he can't have the shield. I don't know. It's weird Uh, because everybody knows why not just have it. But he ends up talking you see Red Skull. And he does say when you end up, and it's kind of a neat little twist of the whole idea of bullies or whatnot, because when he says he stood up, I thought that I had to really go to town uh, that, it made them escalate their own anger and their own violence you're never going to get like steve can't say to this kid like well you know how you deal with a bully you ignore them just like i did with the red skull
1: <laughs> just like we should have done with hitler oh, yeah wait, yeah, exactly
0: he's like you know just like you know hate monger all we needed
1: was some peace in our time it would have been <laughs> fine
0: yeah really so he ends up going and i just like the idea that the kid the last actual visual of him he looks so confused. This poor kid doesn't know what to do. He says, I wasted my summer, you son of a bee, and then goes <laughs> off. But then, like you said, he goes and talks to his friends at the art class, and it goes back and forth. Cap is good. Cap is bad. The symbol's bad, but Cap is good. Hey, what's going on? At the end, again, I want this redacted, the invisible redacted, which you do see his shadow there. His head's spinning at the moment, too, like, I don't know what to think. These people have all these sorts of ideas. But it ends up being the idea of not being used. That's what it seems to really be
1: pushing. So Cap knows he's being trailed. He manipulates the guy into an alley so they can talk with themselves. And then a fight happens because that's got to happen. But then he immediately, so quickly, talks the guy into flipping and coming onto his side. And we we get two... Predator handshakes in one issue. (laughs) Which that's got to be an extra half point right there. One with Bucky and one with Redacted.
0: I'll give it an extra half. Two Predator handshakes. But the last Predator handshake with this Redacted, here's my problem with this. First off, this Redacted has already heard everything. Why would it take Steve then? And I mean, when they're fighting, this isn't just a... I mean, this is full out Terminator, you know, T-1000 with these attacks with, you know, the whatever, this... You know, metal living guy. We don't even know what this guy is. And that's my other problem with this. He ends up saying, when we fought, you know, in that place we destroyed and caused all mayhem in Europe, when we, th- I could <laughs> tell that there's somebody within you that would know. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. And the idea where you could have somebody say, somebody's just so programmed, trained against Captain America, say that this guy is somebody from, you know, Nazi Germany. Uh, communist russia whatever it might be or alien i don't know or not the idea that he's going to hear these things about captain america and even be able to you know say that i understand that myself it might actually get you more angry some of these things might have been like this is why we i want to bring down cap this and it just is a weird play that they are fighting to the death until cap says well you know everything you've already heard we're, we're fighting now but you already heard the stuff I knew you were there, and I wanted you to hear it. Really? All right, handshake. Uh, what, how does this change anything?
1: It's because, oh, we only have one page left in the issue. We've got to use <laughs> like, the last page. Of the really? Box. Okay. I guess they're friends now.
0: Yeah. they. I mean, he is choking out Steve at this point, about to kill him. And he says, hey, we're and kind of going, we're both soldiers. We're both being used. And everything I said. Uh, You know, everything you heard, I knew you were there. That's where I get the idea where he's like pushing the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Where at one point somebody's like, hey, uh, you know, just rando he sees on the street. Hey, what do you think of Captain America? I think Captain America is the greatest thing. And you know who I don't like is metal men. Oh, no, no. You don't mean that. You like
1: metal men. Shadowy figures who control history are the worst, aren't they?
0: And really, I don't like circles. They're the worst. UFOs,
1: those suck. (laughs) Uh,
0: So he ends up where I swear to God that if you really and some people got really upset about some of the conversations that happen in this. I think that it's here's the thing. It's mm-hmm. not even a good enough story for me to actually get angry. I ended up, me and you talked a second or two about a couple little things, but here is my play here. Okay. Steve, Steve, and uh, it could be a joke. Steve needs this guy to hear specific nonsense. He knew where to go for that. He went to his
1: art class because he knew. He knew blue haired lady's going to say this. He knows all this loud mouth down at the bar. He's always going on about this socialism stuff. That's all. I just got to give him a little push and wind him up and let him go.
0: And the socialist thing plays out that way. I mean, when he goes in and says this is an anarchist bar, things like that. I don't really go in here, but it's where I go when I need to hear this answer. I'm telling you, this is all set up. He does not care. He's just there to just set this up for the sky. And now Predator handshake. What do you choose? Do you want to fight? Do you want a Predator handshake? Most people would pick the Predator handshake because it's so cool. Now what I need to have for the rest of this, which most people don't go with later, is the idea of the arm severed shooting the gun still. I need that predator that you don't usually go to that one. Because later.
1: He, he is like the predator, it's like a predator handshake with the predator, with the predator and Terminator
0: combined. Amazing. <laughs> oh, he just doesn't have the cool dreads like the predator. Maybe he will now. Maybe now that he's able to break right. free from the Next circle, issue it'll be like
1: Predator Two <laughs> with Danny Glover. Right.
0: Well, here he is. He's in the town with a few days to kill. There is we what go. he has there. And at the end, you end up seeing the circle like uh oh star point r status and now is he pointing to it or is he hitting him offline and what does that do yeah
1: i i think it's just telling him it's offline because star point r has to be redacted is i think maybe like he's scrolling it like he scrolled the page like a tablet but yeah then he goes to make this last move final move revolution. guy i guess he is the revolution right that's yeah, what this guy is yeah
0: that's what it seems and he's there with the others you know you had that circle so we'll see We'll see what this means again. It's supposed to be this like, oh, my God. But in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, offline. That I would love it where Steve's like, hey, come on, man. We could be together. Come on. Predator handshake offline. Eh, I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> he falls over and he's dead. Oh, no. And then oh, Steve's no. like, you know what? That looks like he's made of vibranium. That stuff is expensive. I'm going to take this over here. He ends up all of a sudden now he's walking down the street with Redacted strapped to his back with a blanket over him. He's like, don't look, I don't have a person under here.
1: They, they smuggle that vibranium into Mexico and it ties in with the Sam book. It's all It all hangs together, Jim.
0: And then you end up where Sam's like, we got to turn this in. And he's like, what? We're rich, bitch. And that's how you end it. With one more one more predator
1: handshake, <laughs> the end. <laughs> Finn, three-way predator handshake between the two Captain Americas and Redacted. That's what I want. Holy moly, now the story is heating up. Now we're getting places. Good what would you give it? It's, I mean, we, we talked all about it. It's, it's has some interesting ideas. It doesn't really do what it's trying to do, but it's it's fine. 6.3 out of 10, just just above Kiss My Grits level.
0: Right, here's the deal. I ended up, I was going to give it a five, just the standard five, but I will be true to my word,
1: 5.5. 5.5. There we go.
0: Predator handshake with that. Now, just uh, real quick, I ended up looking at the rankings and the sales just because we kept going on the idea the SAM book is failing. It is. And we thought, okay, what's going to happen? They'll mold the SAM book into the cap book because the cap book's doing better. Yeah, I think you know, Lansing and Kelly have screwed the pooch here because I think they're just not telling a story that people are interested in. And maybe this whole redacted deal and all that, maybe this could have been a second arc. Start off some classic. I think people are pining for a little bit of some classic Cap. And now even in this issue, Cap doesn't do much. He walks around and has people talk at him about what Cap means. And I think people are getting sick of that, but they're losing faith in these Captain America books. And and even so, the Sam book, that book's just a wreck. I mean,
1: it's hard to even tell what's going on. This is a little better, but it's still... Yeah, this, this is telling a much more coherent story. It's just not a great story.
0: And really, in this, you have... Cap now, we we should have had a way to have a ticker. Here's my ticker of this. How many times does Cap actually punch somebody bad to the versus? How many times he mentions that he's done it in the past? Because that's all he keeps doing. (laughs) He even says to Omari, I was punching them Nazis. I went out and punched them Nazis. This guy is all lip service at this point and setting up a psychopath. Uh, but yeah, I'm 5.5. With all of that, though, uh, you go off and make your macarons.
1: Time to make the cookies, yeah. <laughs>
0: Just like the fancy. Like, if it's me, I'm like, I'm making the chocolate chips. <laughs> and <then> I'd, <laughs> I'd still end up blowing that. I'd ruin it. I don't like cookies. I, I don't mind macarons, but I don't like cookies very much. I don't like sweet things, so that's why I married my wife all right everybody and that is it uh, thanks everybody for listening and please remember to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel comics follow us we'll follow you back hundred percent go to our website WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. read them their reviews there each and every week and then to help us out for everything we do here on the regular feed please go over to our patreon check that out at patreon.com weird science where you can get A ton of Marvel, DC, indie, manga, all the things that you know and love. If you do like comics, which I would say you do, eh, you'll find something to like over there. But I am about to pass out. I feel like crap. I lost my voice. I ended up trying desperately to do a Black Panther review that did not work out. It didn't work out. I tried and tried and tried. And I promise that I will get back to that and ant-man and there's a bunch of other books that we ended up not doing this past couple weeks because of circumstances that were happening including jason going on a camping trip and me being lazy but we're gonna get back to all of those and all of the new stuff that is coming out each and every week so with all of that thanks everybody And I will talk to you all later. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. (laughs) Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science science is the revolution.